Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with um, Talik. Um, have a special guest today from the challenge, Ride or Dies. We have Chauncey Plummer. Is that what I'm saying that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Thank you, man. Thank you for being the guest. Thank you for coming on, man. Of course, of course. It's a, it's a blessing, man. It's a, it's been it's been a wild ride, literally. So, yeah. Yes, my first question I ask all my guests that come on my podcast, I want to ask you, how is your mental health? Mental health right now, if I could give you like a scale one to 10, I would say an eight, just because after the show, a lot has happened. I mean, um, just going back from um, just right after filming and everything, I got home and right away I could notice a difference in just life in general. My sleep was off. I there was nights I would just wake up in the middle of the night like and it's funny to me just because I um if anyone else knows I'm just just a deep sleeper I sleep through everything and anything anywhere anytime any place so the fact that my sleep pattern was off terribly um there that just like ruined a lot of just my daily patterns um moving to a few months you know moving to now it's I'm better with sleeping <laughs> but uh but it's just overall i i've learned a lot it taught me a lot it taught me about um adapting and growing through certain circumstances and it you know where i mean i don't know like i guess it's just it's weird it's weird it's like so weird to me just where i'm at now as far as where i was before the show my mental health has definitely grown and i've definitely just seen myself grow as a person since then Thank you, man. I definitely get you in the sleep part. That sleep part. Yes, <laughs> I haven't been on TV, but that sleep part is no joke. Sleep is definitely important. Um, my next question for you is: um, Growing up for you, was it okay not to be okay? Is it okay for me not to be okay? Uh, growing up, it I I uh, there were certain situations where it felt like it was okay to not be okay. I felt like you know, during being the only boy out of two girls, when things would happen, whether it was my parents or my grandparents or friends in general, I would have to learn how to put my feelings to the side to be strong for them and my mother. And um, I think that's one thing that was hard because it, looking back, it's not okay to, to not be okay. You know, you should be able to have somebody to speak to. If you don't have anyone to speak to, you know, nowadays you can find somebody, the resources you can to speak to somebody to help with your mental health. I, I definitely, I wish I spoke more. I opened up more to like my parents and my sisters around during times when I wasn't okay. But, um, you know, it's, again, it's, it goes back to just the whole growth part of, of life where, you see those situations and you learn how to grow from them. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know how old you are, but I know I'm 32. So okay. I know growing up, you know, it wasn't talked about mental health. We can't talk about it, you know, especially in a black household, you know, you can't talk about it. You just had to just 
keep it moving and going on. But nowadays, people are talking about it. It's more talked about, you know, and, you know, I know different households. Everybody grew up differently. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's household is, like, way different. It's crazy. Um, I'm 23, and just, like, the difference from my girlfriend, Amber, her uh, her household, she's 34, we're two different generations. You yeah. know what I mean? So she went through a whole different set of problems and situations in her life than I did growing up. So it's, you know, it it's so weird that we all could be in these different um, problems and situations through mental health. But nowadays, we could figure out how to talk to each other about it. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, I love Amber. Um, next question for you. Um, you know, there's a stigma, right, surrounding mental health, right? But I ask the men all this question all the time. What do you think about the stigma surrounding men's mental health? You know, they say that we can't be weak, we can't cry, we can't de- be depressed, we have to man up. What do you say to that stigma? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The reason why Amber and I are together today is because I was opening up and how I am so connected to my emotions and I'm not afraid to to speak out on something as far as if I feel like I should, you know, like I you know, there are, there are times where as men, we, we need to be strong. You know, I feel like if in a situation where Amber is, or my, yeah, Amber or my sisters are struggling, then I do feel I should be strong for them, you know, as far as that way. And at that moment, put my emotions aside just so I could be that extra support. But at the same time, if you got to cry, you got to cry. You know, if you, you know, we all got to cry. We all got to let it out. There's so many problems like I could go back to when I lost my grand my grandfather back in 2020 and that's the main reason how who I the reason why I am who I am today um just when I lost him there's still days to this day till this day where I just break down crying you know just because of the pain and everything but it's better to show it instead of hiding it because the more you hide it the more your mental health is going to tear you down yeah, and going into my next question, you know, you bring up grief. Like, how has grief affected him as well? Because, you know, I lost my mom 2019, then nine months later, I lost my sister. Like, my sister died nine months later. So it's just like grief can, like, people understand if you don't get grief counselor or just, you know, properly grieve the right way, you can, it could definitely affect your mental health. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Grief is that definitely definitely affects your your mental health if you don't do it sorry by the way for the cats in the back if you don't uh do it the correct way you know i all right lucy you gotta be quiet i'm so sorry <laughs> but um it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry she she be on her on her shit sometimes but um yeah it's as far as like grieving if you don't take the time to grieve the right way everyone everybody grieves differently but yeah. if you don't take the time to grieve the way you feel like you need to grieve then I, it, I, just, I just hope that you could find somebody to speak to once again about it because I've had, again, I'm still grieving to this day. You know, two years later, I'm grieving for my grandfather, my dog that I've lost, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've, I still struggle to this day about him. Even when I, I can remember going back to the conversation I had going into the show, with the producers and everything. They asked me a question about my grandpa. I just started breaking down crying, you know, yeah. right there, you know, because yeah. it's a, it's a topic that is so, even though it, it isn't new, it's still yeah. pretty fresh as far as, you know, the situation. And I, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it, 
I feel like you just, you got to take the right time. You got to take, that's a point in time where you got to put yourself first and really, um, you know, do whatever you can to get back to where you were and you'll never be the same. But again, going back to the growth part about it, you grow from it, you learn. And honestly, during the times of grief, that's when it either makes you or breaks you. And um, you just got to try to make sure it continues to, you know, build you up. Yeah, um, and all the viewers listening, don't forget, you know, grief looks different for everybody. Um, there are five stages of grief, and you might be at all different stages in different times of life, and you go repeat up stages, you know, I just, like, I understand grief, you know, you know, getting some therapy, a grief counselor, getting some support groups, just anything that can help you, um, my next question for you, um, before I answer this, answer this question, I just want to say anybody out there that's struggling with any deep thoughts of suicide or depression, or if you know someone struggling, there is a suicide prevention lifeline that you can dial 988. I say this in every segment of my podcast. There is um, the suicide prevention lifeline. New number now is 988, easy number to dial. Um, I want to ask you, have you ever dealt with any um, deep, dark thoughts or um, suicidal thoughts? If not, have you, I was asking, if you haven't, have you lost anyone to suicide? Uh, growing up, I definitely had, um, deep, dark thoughts of that nature. Um, luckily again, I've had a good support system behind me to, to talk about it. Um, but it's, I think if not, I think people do tend to go through that at least once in their life, but of course it's, you can't compare it because some people are way stronger than other. And it's sad to say that sometimes it, you know, takes over. Um, certain people. I personally never lost anybody to suicide, but I, again, had thoughts about it. Um, I'm around, I'm not going to put names out, but I'm around certain people that struggle to this day with it. And it's, it's uh, so, it's so sad. It's, it's, I don't even know like how to like put it in words. It's just, it's sad to see it's, um, I just, again, just hope that you're able to get through and just keep pushing and don't stop. Um, you know, it's a long fight. Life in general is a fight, but we all have our own battles. And I think that's, um, one thing you got to just keep in mind also when talking to specific people, uh, understanding that they have, you know, you got to watch what you say to certain people at certain times, because you can say the wrong thing and it could be their last, the last straw and I could just push them over the edge. So, yeah. That's crazy. I just said that the other day. I was talking to somebody, I was like, you know, you gotta, we gotta be kind of people, you know, people that you see at these stores or whatever, just be kind of people, just never know what word or thing you can do to say to push somebody to the edge. You know, I've, um, suicide attempt survivor, you know, say this in every show, I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins and it didn't start affecting me until I got to the age of 26, you know, getting suicidal thoughts, I'm suicidal thoughts. Dark, deep dark depression still to this day i still struggle with this stuff like that because i you know i've been through trauma and everything so guys yeah. if you're out there struggling you know just make sure you talk to somebody that you trust you know that could look like a friend a family member pastor or somebody at school somebody that you trust like is like somebody my friend becca always say it's better to have a man friend than a dead friend you know um make sure if you're struggling and you know someone struggling down to 988 um I do volunteer work um, for NAMI. NAMI is all worldwide. They have different chapters for different counties. I volunteer for NAMI Bucks PA because I'm out of Philly. Um, they have different support, free support groups. You know, if you can't get to therapy right away, 
Yes, support groups are also good. You know, I run, I co-facilitate um, a grief group, <laughs> Black mm-hmm. Minds Matter yeah. group, anxiety, depression, a peer, a men's group. You know, make sure you guys are, you know, out there just searching, looking for resources. There, Google yeah. is your best friend. Google is your best friend. And don't forget to uh, to keep checking on your people, you know, always check in. Sometimes that one, again, just that one check-in could change somebody's whole life, you know, so don't forget to just check in with people randomly and daily affirmations are everything. Yeah, not just, you know, like he said, check in on people, you know, uh, they, I see this quote, they always say, check on your sharp friends. I'm like, no, check on everybody. <laughs> check, on everybody. check on everybody. Everybody, yes. you know. <laughs> A lot of people have this uh, facade of being happy all the time. And truth is, again, everyone has their own battles, you know, and you won't know unless you ask. And a lot of times they need that person to ask that question so they can speak about it, you know? Yes. So my last question for you, right? You're on this season of The Challenge, right? Yes, hey, I haven't watched it, but I promise you I'm going to watch it. Um, oh, no. I promise you I'm going to watch it. Um, I question I ask everybody been around reality TV. How was it filming mentally for you? You know, how was that? They have cameras in your face all the time. Okay, so uh, the camera situation at first was very new to me. So of course, because I haven't been on a show before. So um, getting off the plane, seeing cameras, I'm and they're like big ass cameras. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like we're I'm actually doing this. You know, we're actually here. We're actually, this is happening. So there's points in times where I was like looking at the camera when I wasn't supposed to, when I wasn't supposed to, just because the awkwardness of it. But a lot of it felt familiar at the same time due to, you know, filming YouTubes and having a camera guy with me. So I also felt somewhat comfortable um, going into it as far as the mental side of it. Being in the house was one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. And I've been counting the challenges just because I you're away from your family, you're away from your friends, you're not in communication with nobody. Luckily, I had Amber, you know, in there also to talk to somebody, but you're you're struggling, you know? And, you know, again, she's going through her own problems. I'm going through my own problems and we have our own families outside of the world. And it's, it's tough, you know? I felt, personally, I felt like there was a lot of people I couldn't connect with going into the house. And I don't know if that's just how it is every season, <laughs> but... I just felt like I couldn't connect with a lot of people going in so that mentally I seen myself mentally, you know, drifting away and, you know, being by myself to certain points. Um, are you a fan of the show before? I'm pretty sure you were a fan of the show before going there, right? Of course. Of course. So I, I was definitely a fan. Don't get me wrong. I, when I, when Amber and I first like actually started dating, um, I knew somewhat of the show, but not too much. She explained it a lot more, you know, when we were watching her second season. Um, and with that, that kind of sucked because her little her little uh, showman's before me. But uh, <laughs> but we ain't gonna talk about that. But uh, just her explaining the show a little bit before um, definitely made me more of a fan. And then I watched a whole bunch of seasons after that. And even to this day, I'm still watching seasons <laughs> of, the, of the challenge and just learning. It's just dope to see just everything play out. Yeah, so I got like one question. It's not myself related. Some people that not on the show, who were you expecting to see that's not on the show? Was I expecting to see? Yeah. Uh, that's I, not on the show at all. At all yeah. Right 
I honestly, like when they were bringing in the vets, I thought at one point, just like everybody else, that Polly and Cara would come in to the game. That would have like shook the whole house up. I'm cool with Polly. I don't know Cara. Um, so I don't know how that would turn out, but that was one person, that was one duo that I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is who I want to see. Maybe CT, Wes, like a few of them, I thought they would be there. I heard that CT was taking a break, but you never, you never know. They could say, no, so those are the, like the main people that I was like, uh, you never, hopefully they come in, but never did. Well, not hopefully, I guess, because being a rookie, but, <laughs> but, you know, just seeing them would have been, it would have been surreal also, just like, just like seeing bananas. It was just surreal to see somebody that's been doing this for a long time. Um, my next question for you is uh, what is um, some good coping skills you could recommend for someone that's struggling with their mental health? I'd say uh, one of the things that helped me, Coping skills wise, I would say writing, get a journal and just write, just write whatever comes to your mind, whatever comes to your head. I love to write. I've been writing for years um, and just, you know, you never know what can happen. And, and I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me get through being in the, you know, on the show um, was writing. And you will see not just me, but everybody started writing at one point, you know, everybody starts writing, everybody was, from day one was like, hey, can I have a journal? I need a journal. I need a journal. I'm like, I don't know why y'all need journals. And then come to, you know, after two days of being there, you're like, okay, I see why we need journals. So, so um, no, yeah, definitely writing. Writing definitely helps. Um, just taking, sometimes you just got to take a walk. Go ahead and just take a walk, take a, a breather and just, you know, enjoy and try to just see the world for its beautiful nature and what it, what it is. You know, we tend to, you know, now with social media and everything, we get so, so into technology, we never really get to take a break and um, just see the world for what it was and what it, I mean, what it is. It's a beautiful place we live in. And so why not just, you know, take a walk one day and just try to just be connected, you know, deeply. Yeah. Um, my last question for you is, can you let people know how important fitness is for your mental health? Oh man, <laughs> fitness is definitely uh, very, very key into fitness health. I mean, fitness health into mental health, just because, um, you know, if you're a lot of times with mental health, it comes from self-confidence, self-esteem and all these different things. You don't, you know, sometimes you don't like how you look or a certain way, or you compare yourself to others, which is why I hate fitness on social media, uh, because you compare yourself to others or you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you do all these different things that you just self-sabotage yourself. So I feel like when you, when you get into fitness, whether you're working out early in the morning or later at night, you're setting yourself up for a goal to make yourself better. And one thing I've said is the gym is one of the only places that you'll go where everybody's on the same page and that's to make themselves better in some way. And um, I feel like that's just whether they're, you know, mean or not, <laughs> you know, in the gym, a lot of, usually a lot of good vibes. They're all, everybody's going there with one goal and that's just to be better. So, you know, being into fitness, if you can surround yourself by people that just want to, to better themselves every day, that's a perfect environment to be in, especially for your mental. Yes. And um, that's so important. Um, guys, make sure you're doing some type of exercise to get your mental health in check. Um, my next question for you, as a Black man, you know, there's a stigma surrounding therapy. How do you feel about therapy? 
I think therapy is great. If you need it, you, you know, go do it. I, there was a point in time where I had to sit down with myself and my girlfriend and really think about doing therapy just because of, you know, just the tiny things in my life that I felt like I needed to talk about, you know? And I think it's great. Honestly, a couple of my friends, they go to therapy. They've been going through therapy for years and you see the progress of just having someone to talk to, you know, that cares. And, um, listen, don't, I, I hate the stigmas and all that stuff. You just live your life. And if you feel that you need it, you do it, you know, what at the end of the day. And of course that's for therapy, not anything else. <laughs> yes. Um, my last question for you, um, before we end it, I want to ask, uh, ask you, can you tell people why it's important to p- put their mental health first? You know, a lot of people, like myself, you know, we tend to put others first and not ourselves. Let yep. them know why it's important to put their mental health first. Simple as this. You have to put yourself first in some situations when, again, when it comes to mental health. You know, I've witnessed my girlfriend, Amber, and I'm going to keep saying that because I just love it and it has a little ring to it. But uh, I witness, <laughs> I witness, I witness uh, her putting a lot of people first and um, there's times where she definitely struggles with mental health as well. And it, I wish I could do more, but a lot of times, you know, it's uh, the battles within yourself that you have to overcome. So sometimes you have to take that break to just fight those battles on your own and worry about yourself. Cause again, you are living your life for you and you got to understand everybody's living their life for themselves. So put yourself first, get what you have to get done first mentally and figure out how you could, you know, have more self-love, um, more self-confidence, self-esteem, and just keep building from there. And then you can help everybody that you need to help. At the end of the day, if you're helping yourself first, you never know. You could tell a story about it and impact so many more people by you just helping out. Hey, that was so dope. That was so well put. Um, last, I would like to ask you, like, um, what's going on with you, man? Like, what do you have going on? We know that the challenge comes on Rada dies every Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. And you still haven't watched it. Right? Every Wednesday is, is it 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. At the time, right? Got the time right. Um, okay. 8 p.m. Um, besides the challenge, like what else do you have got going on? Like what's going on? What's next for you? Um, what's next for me? I don't like to talk too much about what's next, but uh I will say I am uh getting more into my my spiritual self i'm a christian man but at the same time at the same time i do believe in meditation i do believe in um and uh what is it called what is it? i forget what it's called but i do believe in uh meditation so i've been getting more into yoga i've been getting i actually just started hypnosis recently and i'm just trying to get over a lot of things in life and try to better my life overall so I think the next steps is um, is writing about it. So maybe I'll put out a book. Who knows? Hey, that's what's up. I um I got a book out. <laughs> well, I, I, it's a short book, but that's good. Um, you know, I I love when black people become authors. You know, once upon a time, you know, we wasn't able to, we wasn't able to teach them how to read or write and everything. So that's it was good. always dope. Other black authors and stuff like that. So, one thing I wish you 
I said, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say one thing I learned is uh, knowledge is power, of course. But most importantly, um, knowledge is one thing that nobody could take away from you. So I always suggest read, read, read. As much as I hate reading and as much as I hated reading going, growing up, going through high school and school, I promise you, I pick up a book every single night, every single night, because knowledge is power. And the only way you're going to be able to grow is through that. And, you know, just really take it all in, highlight, market, do whatever you can to really take in what you're reading. And depending on what the book is, apply it to your life. Yes, that's so dope, man. That's so dope. I just want to thank you for being a guest on the Mental Health Podcast, you know. Like, thank, you. thank you so much. It means a lot. I love talking mental health, but I also love when men come on here and just talk mental health and just break that stigma. Thank you for being a guest. Of course. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate it, bro.